Hello, and welcome to this episode of Shots and Thoughts, a podcast about dating, relationships, and life as a 30-something, which is basically us just telling stories about how we used to be fun. I'm joined by Ashley, former beauty queen who has a surprisingly high tolerance for tequila. Do not challenge her to a tequila drink-off. Trust me. She's probably one of the best friends a woman could ask for, because who else would show up to a restaurant and start crying tableside to get you out of a bad date? And with us is Amy, an animal lover who loves fostering, but now has had quite a few foster fails. Amy also likely holds the Guinness World Record for the longest time talking to someone you met online before actually meeting them in person. Years, people. Years. And I'm Olivia, a real-life Peter Pan who refuses to grow up and graduate college. I also have a real knack for dating men who don't like to wear pants or think our relationship ended because we just didn't hug enough. What? So grab a shot glass and pour something strong because this is going to be a good one. All right. Quick disclaimer, while we'd love for you all to get twisted on tequila, we realize you may be listening to this podcast in the car or with headphones in while homeschooling your kiddos. Maybe not the best time to get blitzed. We're all adults here, so drink like a responsible adult. If today that's water, we say H2O yes to that. Welcome back to another episode of Shots and Thoughts. How are you ladies doing? Good. Feeling all right. I'm a little stressed with Christmas being in a few days here and not having everything done yet. But we'll <laughs> I literally cannot believe Christmas is right around the corner. I think for two reasons. One, this year is just weird with the pandemic and not doing all my regular family stuff, but it hasn't snowed really here yet, which is weird. I got snow. I'm like barely north of you guys, just like 20 minutes on the highway, but I got uh, maybe an inch and a half of snow the other day. Did it stick? Yeah, and it's unfortunately it's starting to melt and all, all the dog poop is showing up in my backyard and I <laughs> need it to snow again. <laughs> Cover that up. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Well, one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about is what kind of holiday traditions are you guys either looking forward to, glad that you get to skip because of the pandemic, missing out on... I know my family always does uh, or has for the last few years done a white elephant exchange and that has been so funny. And so I had bought this gift. It's like a game for kids about farts (laughs) Um, that I was, I had wrapped and ready for white elephant, but obviously not getting together with the big group anymore. We're not going to do that. So I think I might just drop it off on my grandparents' porch as a little weird surprise. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, I mean, I, we don't do anything crazy. And when talking to other people about their fun, crazy, like traditions for Christmas, we don't really do anything too crazy. It's just very traditional. Like you wake up in the morning and open presents at your parents' house. And then you go to their one grandparent's house and you go to your other grandparent's house. And so it's just a matter of like seeing all the family that is really great. And I'm going to miss this year, but it's okay. It's for an important reason. Keep everyone safe Mm -hmm. and healthy. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're. We usually go to my mom's mom's house, my grandma on my mom's side, um, and like all the cousins and everything get together. But this year, my grandma made the good decision and she just went ahead and canceled it because um, I know there's some of 
like the family that would still probably get together and want to get together at our house. And then we have like a, a grab bag gift exchange. So. Oh, wait, how does that work? Um, everyone brings a wrapped present and then we draw numbers. Um, and so you go in order, picking the present, opening it after, you know, obviously after number one, you can either, once you open your present, you can either keep that or swap with someone else. And then number one gets to go again at the end after everyone's gone. Oh, dang. So like, is it good gifts or white elephant gifts? Um, it kind of varies. Some people bring good gifts. Some are kind of like one year I brought like a ice scraper that had a bear paw. I got it at Kohl's. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my grandma usually like just shoves, there's a, I think it's a $10 limit. And so last year, my grandma just shoved a $10 bill in a package of toilet paper. I took that home. Oh, funny. Handy. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like, pre-pandemic really so like very intuitive grandma she knew she can see the future one thing that I'll be missing out on this year is that I had a friend who did a Thanksgiving Christmas holiday like sit down dinner she was like big into like she has a beautiful kitchen and a big house and like invites people over and we all sit around and have a very formal nice dinner and that part's wonderful but what I am gonna miss this year is the um white elephant gift exchange with that group uh, one of the best. So actually you guys might remember last year, Olivia, you got a rower. Oh my God. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so like I ended up somehow with a rower that nobody wanted as part of the white elephant gift exchange and just delivered it immediately to Olivia's house on the way home <laughs> because she was like, I'll use it. <laughs> but one of the best things that we did or that one, the group had was um, someone got a bunch of saucy romance novels from Ooh. like Goodwill and put them in a box. And so every time that gift got passed around based on the game we were playing, someone had to open to a random page and read out of the saucy novel. And it was hilarious. <gasps> That's oh such my a gosh. good idea. It was very funny. We do a white elephant at work and they want to still do it this year, but like a virtual version. So I don't know how that's going to work quite yet, but should have done that. Instead, I got, I sent you guys a picture of it, that little Zen garden like for your desktop, but it has, it's a litter box. So it has two cats in it that yes. you can rake around. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a very Amy gift. Very yes. Amy gift. I kind of hope I end up with it. White elephant just sounds so funny with family. Our family just has never done it. I've also done it with like other friends and some of the gifts that have gone over the best that I've gotten were these like adult coloring books so it's like hashtag wine life or hashtag mom life. Um, there's a medical one too. Um, and they just say the funniest things in them. So just flipping through and reading them, it like made me crack up. So I highly recommend <laughs> adult coloring books. Oh man. I think Amy got me an adult coloring book for Christmas once, or was it just for my tonsil surgery? I can't remember. Tonsil surgery. That sounds like a great recovery method. Do a little coloring, chill out a bit. Yeah, it was great. Any epically terrible gifts that you guys have ever gotten for Christmas? I have a really funny story. It's um, my dad. So his side of the family likes to do lotto tickets, like little scratch off tickets. Yeah. And so like on every present, basically, there's a little scratch off with the card and stuff, but 
he got his sister, my aunt, one year a fake lotto card. It said that she won $10,000. <laughs> it was so funny. And every single year she still gives him shit about it, which I totally understand, but it's so funny. That she is was so like, mean. She scratched it off and then she was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then her and her husband started, my uncle started going, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> they were so excited. <laughs> How long did it take for them to figure out? Or did somebody say something? I, I think someone eventually said, who gave you that gift? And they were like, mm. and he's known, my dad is known for kind of pranks and stuff. So then they looked at the back and it said to redeem it, you had to take it to your mama's house. Oh, <laughs> no. And I think it started coming together then. So that one, that one was really a really funny gift. But my aunt still is mad at my dad for that. Oh, my <laughs> That's gosh. That's a good one. Amy, any terrible gifts that stand out to you? Mm, not really. When I was a kid, I was really into bugs, which surprises you guys probably now, knowing my <laughs> fear of them. But my uncle every year would give me little sets of plastic bugs. But then one year, it just, I completely flipped and I was terrified of all bugs. And so then came Christmas time because I only see them once a year. I open up all my gifts and it's like all these sets of plastic bugs and I almost started crying. Oh, <laughs> um, my parents made sure to let him know for the following year that I was no longer into bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What about you, Olivia? Any really bad gifts or fun? I mean, I feel like nothing stands out huge. The only thing that I can think of off the top of my head is one of my exes, his grandma would get like matching jewelry for me and my boyfriend's sister. So oh. we would always have like the same jewelry and it wasn't really even either of our styles anyway. So that was always like really awkward to be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> was she trying to make you feel like part of the family? Like that's odd that it matches the sister. I, and I don't know, maybe that's what she was trying to do or she didn't want to like have to think very hard. Like, oh, she's another young woman about the same age. Let's just buy her the exact same thing. I don't that know. That makes sense. That <laughs> Two makes birds, sense. one stone. Yes, probably. exactly, exactly. Um, well, you two don't look nearly as sauced as I already look. <laughs> I went dress shopping, wedding dress shopping with my sister today um, on an empty stomach because I didn't really plan very well. And so I had a couple glasses of champagne on an empty stomach. So I'm, I'm like ready to go, but I think you two need to catch up with a good game of 60 second sips and, you know, got to go over the rules again. So Basically, we say something that you might find out about somebody on a dating app or shortly thereafter, you need to swipe right, yes, you're cool with whatever this is, or left, no, you're not going to go for it. Um, and I, I just, I feel like this could be bad news for me, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> and I think this time it is Ashley's turn. So are you ready with your timer and your questions? I am. One minute is on the clock. Would you swipe yes to someone who only has group pictures in their dating profile? No. As long as I can figure out who it is, I'll swipe yes. 
All right. Would you swipe yes to someone who hates pizza? No. I really like pizza. <laughs> oh my God. The tables are turning. I think I'd say yes to that as well. <gasps> oh my goodness. What's happening to Olivia? <laughs> All right. Would you swipe yes to someone who hates your favorite uh, genre of music? Yeah. Okay. We found it. No. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're in the car, you can't listen to your music with them. No. Current boyfriend hates country. Oh, we have nine seconds left. All right. Last one. Would you swipe yes to someone who lives far away from you? <sighs> no. Generally speaking, I would say no. I'm maybe waffling on that decision. <laughs> yeah. Like how far is far? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, long enough that to go see them, it has to be like a weekend trip. Oof. Yeah, yeah my gut says no. I mean, okay. I feel like with the pandemic and especially now in winter, I'm a lot more hesitant to just go meet somebody in person. Whereas like pre-pandemic, talk to somebody online, get good vibes from them. Shortly thereafter, they're like, hey, want to grab a drink? I'm like, cool, let's do it. But now I'm actually almost looking for excuses not to do that. Like I want to do the Zoom things. I want to really vet somebody first before I'm like, okay, you can be in my bubble. So having someone who's far away where physical distance also hinders us meeting actually sounds kind of, kind of good. Yeah, I will say that in the past and even in the last year or so, long distance has actually worked for me for the shittiest reason. I just, I work a lot and I really am focused on work and having someone long distance that you can just call and talk to whenever you're ready, rather than having like a ton of plans with someone actually works pretty well for me where I've been in my life for the last few years. But I will say it, I, I think it amplifies the romance a little bit in the sense because like when you do get to see them that you're so excited to see them and it feels so much bigger than like when you see them every other day because you're going to well this is obviously pre-pandemic times but going to the bar with friends every other night or whatever it is you know it's just so much more romantic when you see someone only once in a while oh I suppose that's true Amy have you ever done long distance I haven't but my brother has his most recent one they live five and a half hours away from each other mm. they met when he was on a business trip like an hour from where she lives and they swiped on whatever I think it was tinder maybe and then they were just chatting and then they started dating so they would travel back and forth to see each other like that, that's a flight that's expensive <laughs> or if yeah. he was on a business trip close enough to her like she might drive down or something but that's so much coordinating. Like that's another part. It's not just like, let's see how the week goes and maybe we'll grab a drink on Friday for happy hour. You can't really just fly by the seat of your pants like that. Yeah. And like prices of plane tickets. If I don't know someone that well, I don't really want to drop like what, 500, three, $500 on them. Right. That's crazy. I feel like there are, there are uh, levels of long distance relationships, right? Like someone who lives maybe an hour away and you could make a drive on the weekday if you really wanted to versus someone who is a flight away. Like it feels like a whole different level of long distance relationship. 
totally. Oh gosh. Like a flight distance away. It just seems, that seems like a huge, huge barrier. I've definitely toyed with the idea of like dating someone in the Chicago area. You could meet halfway. It's like a 45 minute drive for each person or like same thing with like Madison or whatever. But even that, again, you can't just like fly by the seat of your pants and be like, oh, let's go grab dinner. I mean, you could, you got to be two pretty spontaneous people to do that. Your brother, how long did he know this woman before they decided that they were going to like date date? Uh, I don't know, maybe a month. I I mean, it was in my mind, it was kind of fast, but that's just how he moves, I guess. Yeah. And Ashley, have you ever had a relationship that kind of kick-started as distance or was distance soon after? That's a, see, that's something I haven't experienced. I've experienced multiple long-distance relationships, but they started together. Mm. You know, like I started dating someone and then they had to move for some reason, or like my current boyfriend was gone for a year um, overseas, but I've never started one with someone who is long-distance. So that's interesting to think about. Right. Because at least in your situation, you had a foundation, like you knew each other, you knew you were kind of in this. Yeah. Before yeah, I think that, that makes a big difference is like making the decision to date someone is way easier when you've already established something and thought like, okay, well, maybe we can make it work long distance versus someone who you've met who's already long distance. I don't know if I'd be able to make that decision of like, yeah, I'm going to choose to do long distance for this entire relationship. That. Yeah, that's hard. Does texting someone for three years count as long distance? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you were nearby and you could have met. <laughs> yeah, he lived two miles from me the whole time. Yeah, that's oh the my craziest God. thing is that you guys were not far apart from each other. Like, how did you not see each other at on the street, like driving? Like, how we, I just we go to the same grocery store too. We I figured just out. Don't like, understand. Was... <laughs> oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Well, okay. So one of my coworkers had convinced me to sign up for eHarmony, which spoiler alert, and I hope we talk about the different dating apps and sites in the future. I think eHarmony is garbage. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he said like, you know, if you want to be serious, you know, meet somebody this way. His wife was from out of state, I think just like Illinois or something, but they started that way distance and made it work. So I get that it is possible. I think you may have to have certain expectations or maybe a certain personality type, something to make that work. And I'm not quite sure that that's me, but the pandemic could be changing me. Who knows? Yeah. Think about that situation of say you met someone on eHarmony because it wasn't garbage just for like five seconds (laughs) and it worked. Um, Who's long distance now during the pandemic you're obviously going to school and you work in a hospital. You've been very busy. It might actually work really well right now, but like three years ago when we were going to the bars every weekend and we had like group activities with friends and stuff, would you feel differently of not being able to have your boyfriend just hop in the car and come with you to those activities, you know? Right. I know for me, my personality, that wouldn't work. I would want somebody who could just up and go, but Again, times are, times are changing. (laughs) (laughs) Any tips, Ashley, for like how to make the long distance thing work? And you guys, you and your current boyfriend, it's an especially unique circumstance because you had one heck of a time difference to deal with too. 
Yeah. Yeah. He was in Asia for the year. So it actually, it worked out thankfully for us that when I was going to bed, he was waking up. Mm. So he was actually, we always said he was in the future. <laughs> he was the next morning. <laughs> I was like, how is it in the future? <laughs> um, so it would work out very well that like when I was trying to wind down and go to bed, I could have a chat with him. Now for a while, he moved around a little bit and it was way more difficult when he was trying to call at like my 5 p.m. When I'm trying to wrap up work, I'm trying to drive home. I was at the time playing volleyball or softball and he was trying to call during that time because it was the only time he was available. That was way harder. So just the time difference being at a different point made a huge difference for us. Um, so I'd just say like a tip out of that is to find a schedule that works instead of just trying to call randomly, actually try to find a schedule of like, Hey, every other day at this time, I'm going to call you or whatever it is. Like try yeah. to set a schedule and keep it because if you keep calling back and forth without a schedule, you're just going to keep missing each other. It's going to get frustrating. Yeah. That's that part, doesn't that sound hard. like fun. Yeah. Did you guys talk every day or was it kind of like an every other day thing? Um, it was honestly just when he was available, it was, I would, I'm very, very thankful that it was probably more days than not, which is good, but yeah, there was definitely, I'm, I'll just throw it out there. Families who go through like deployments where they don't get to speak to their person for months at a time. I cannot even imagine, like, I really just can't, I have a cousin that has done it many a times with kids too. And I just, I can't imagine. I, I at least knew where he was and that he was safe and that he could call me at this time most days, you know, like I can't imagine otherwise. Yeah. That's like crazy to think about now, Amy, I know you said you've never had a, or done the long distance thing. Do you think you could, (laughs) I mean, three months of exclusive texting, I feel like you could, but what's your perspective? (laughs) Uh, I think it would depend on how far away they were and for how long, if it was like, we permanently lived far, far away from each other. I don't think it, I'd be able to make it work, but. What, what do you think is your radius distance? Like how, how far is acceptable? Two miles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For real though. Uh, I don't know. When I was on Tinder and stuff, I was open to people in like Kenosha and Fond du Lac. Like I was talking to people that far out and like Madison. So it's a little over an hour drive. Yeah. That's what you find acceptable. eHarmony, you can put like all sorts of distances. And I honestly get messages from people in like other countries, which I think is ridiculous or like, I hated eHarmony. Yeah, no, it's garbage. (laughs) Um, Somebody (laughs) from Wyoming, um, I have mine set for like 150 miles. It'll show me anybody within 150. That's a, yeah, that's a long way. I will say right after school, after college, when I graduated, I was still dating my college boyfriend off and on. And he lived in the Northern side of Chicago. Um, And that wasn't as bad as I expected. Like Mm -hmm. I would go down to see him quite a bit. I moved up here, not knowing anybody or anything. So I didn't have a social life up here. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) it was like every weekend I was driving down to the North side of Chicago and hanging out with him and his friends. And that wasn't as bad as I, I thought it would be just seeing him on the weekends and hanging out with friends and stuff. But like I said, I was, I was pretty focused on work and working a lot right out of school, you know? Mm -hmm. So as long as you have a distraction during the week, I think it's okay. Yeah. 
Well, and again, you two already had a, a relationship established at that point. So switching to that was probably kind of maybe not easy. That's not the word I'm looking for, but yeah, easier than expected. Yeah. Anything in particular you hated about having a long-term or long distance relationship? Yeah. <laughs> not long-term, long distance. Another situation, someone moved to the East coast, um, after we had already been dating for a couple of years mm-hmm. and that one just, it just didn't, uh, the second he moved away, it didn't work. And so for us, it was a communication thing. Mm. You know, with my current boyfriend now, him and I have really worked, like actually had conversations about being better at communicating. <laughs> <laughs> conversations you know, like, about conversations. Right. And like actually worked on it and consciously made the decision to work on it. And I think that really paid off versus the ex that moved to the East coast. We just weren't really good communicators. We were great in person when we hung out, we had a lot of fun, but the second we were away from each other, we were too focused on our own lives and we never called each other and it just didn't work. I would say the communication is one thing that's really hard. And one thing I hated about that relationship was like, it just was never going to work long distance because we couldn't communicate. Right, right. Was that cupcake guy, the guy that gave me a cupcake? Yes. (laughs) I did like him. Yeah. (laughs) He gave me a cupcake. (laughs) Of course, yeah, Amy is won over by treats. Yeah, she's very easily won over, especially we at the time we uh, lived in. The, so how I met Amy, I don't know if we've talked about this at all. We lived in the same house. I was a top floor and she was the bottom floor. It was a duplex situation. So that's how I met Amy. And um, so she got to see all the comings and goings of random boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's a good point that you make about the communication because East Coast is a flight away. Asia is definitely a flight away. So the distance didn't make a difference. It's the, the communication. Yeah, it's the communication. It's the personalities. It's the willingness to like be like, all right, this is going to be hard. Let's work on it. We really want to work on it versus like, all right, this is going to be hard. I'm out. Right. <laughs> like you kind of have that vibe when you both in both conversations for me, like before they left, you've kind of got that vibe of like one was like, yep, let's do this. We're going to work on it. It's going to be great. And one was like, all right, we'll see what happens. Right. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons I had high hopes for eHarmony because it is more of like an emailing back and forth as opposed to like just messaging text message style on the apps, but not everybody, (laughs) most people are terrible communicators. So regardless of what the app is, you get people being like, Hey, sup, how was your day? (laughs) Like what? Give me something. Ask me questions. Like this is a tirade for another time. Uh, I want to save a full-blown rant for this, but like how people communicate on apps and these dating sites just drives me bananas. (laughs) I will say the stuff that you've sent us, like screenshots of conversations, it's such a simple concept to continue a conversation, right? Like you ask a question, you answer it, you ask another question. Like you, there's a back and forth that happens there. And the stuff that you have sent us as examples of people being horrible at this thing, it's shocking. It's really bad. (laughs) It's awful. And that I get it's different than the banter that you have in person. It's just a little bit more natural because even just of the immediate pace of having that kind of conversation, you do have to try a little bit harder when you're on an app, but like give me something to freaking go off of, please. (laughs) These people, like, by your 30s, I would think that 
you should know how to have a conversation with another adult in their 30s. Well, granted, I can't guarantee that these are all adults, even though they're in their 30s. <laughs> Man, <but> children. <laughs> yes. Amy should know she kept a conversation going online for three years or two years. <laughs> See, if you're good at having a conversation, it is possible to do that sustainably. <laughs> Amy, maybe you need to teach people a thing or two. I don't know. I'll have a TED talk. Yeah, a TED talk, a summit <laughs> of how to communicate via dating apps. <laughs> I think the distance thing could be feasible right now. Like you mentioned, Ashley, just me being very busy with school and work and everything, it kind of would be nice to have that physical separation to kind of space things out. But the way that things are going on the apps and on the sites, like I just, I don't know. I don't know. And I did try and buy cute boots, cute outdoor date outfits. <laughs> I just, I can't do it guys. I can't. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I might be done for the season. We'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe some people long distance on eHarmony. Watch the news. Watch the news. Cause all those like on the beat reporters that have to be outside, all those girls are looking cute. And I like every night they look, they're wearing something different. And they look cute every single time and they're on camera. So are they hopping in and out of a toasty warm van though? Ashley, what do you know? They are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually little cars and vans. Yeah. They pop in and out. But they still have stand out there. It's the cameramen that have to stand out there. Oh, well, they're bundled up because they're not on camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they need to be warmer and they can't be cute. Well, maybe just take a break. I took a lot of breaks in between like sessions on different dating apps because I would just get tired of talking to the same people. No matter what app I was on in this area, it's the same people on every single app. So yes. it's like, I don't want to talk to you on three different apps. I'm just, I turn it all off and I would just take a break, hang out with friends, do whatnot. And then I get bored and be like, all right, sign back on. Right. Hashtag Midwest problems when you have all the same men on all the same apps. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, I just can't wait until the day that we can actually go be social at bars or like even our volleyball leagues and stuff and softball leagues. Like there, that's you meet so many people that way, so many more people than right now, obviously. So mm -hmm. I can't wait until those days begin again and maybe I we know. can find you someone. <laughs> I think well we, like Ashley and I should pick someone and then Olivia mm. can go on a blind date and then we can have a whole episode talking about that. I mean I'm always down to pair up with Amy and pick a couple people for you <laughs> we'll go through the apps we'll deal with yeah. all, all the bullshit this and then we'll just great. bring you the top three. Oh yes. my gosh I'm nervous I'm intrigued <laughs> I'll, I'll do I'll, I'll think about it I'll, I'll seriously consider it. <laughs> Oh man, any any last tips for me guys or tips for distance relationships, anything like that? It's all about communication. Do you think that's still the key if you're trying to kick something off long distance? Yeah, I think so. I think because if you're not communicating, like even kicking off a new relationship, there's going to be milestones that you have to go through with communication. Like at some point you're going to have to have some serious conversations and Mm -hmm. I think that'll, that's key no matter what, but I work in communication. So maybe that's just me. <laughs> you could be biased. I keep seeing commercials for like, I think it's match where there people are doing like zoom dates and stuff. And they're like doing a tasting or making an omelet at the same time together. Like, 
I don't know that I'm about to put in that kind of effort, but do you think that kind of thing is necessary to make it feel more like a date as opposed to an interview or a business meeting? Because honestly, the couple that I have been on, that's what it feels like. I think so. Definitely like having activity like during this season, do it like each of you get like a gingerbread house kit and you guys can be building mm-hmm. it or decorating while you're talking. So it's like, it's the same as if you went on a date to go do something like in person, you're, you have like an activity of some sort that you can focus on or use as like icebreaker kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good point. Um, so one of the things that my boyfriend and I did was we picked a TV series that neither of us had watched that we would watch on our own time and be able to talk about when we did get on a call together. So we had something other than just like, how was your day? Good. How was your day? You know what I mean? Like that normal stuff. Um, And then also, so we're big, I'm, I'm a big survivor fan. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody else's I am. And I just push it on them. Right. Um, right. So his roommate weren't survivor fans before I was like, can you just please watch a couple episodes with us? (laughs) And they got into it too. So what we did was we set up survivor nights where we all video chatted in and pushed play at the same time. And like, just hung out and chatted during commercials and stuff, but watched the same thing. It felt way more relaxed instead of like formally sitting in front of a computer and having a conversation. When you're doing something like that, you can chill a little bit more, I think, and relax. And I I think that's probably good. I like the watch the same TV show thing. I did try that with the guy I had been talking to up until very recently, except I finished school and all I wanted to do was sit on the couch and watch the show nonstop. So he was on like episode two and I was on season two, episode two. (laughs) (laughs) So that didn't really work out as planned. Yeah. You have to get something that comes out weekly so you don't Oh, have the so I can't binge, binge for it. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Mandalorian. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't given that a try yet. So why? Maybe now. I don't. Baby Yoda. Is that Star Wars? I don't. I've never <laughs> seen is that Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassing myself. On that note, <laughs> I think I think this was a good episode. Thank you, ladies, again for <laughs> drinking with me. And dealing with the fact that I'm already a little bit tipsy (laughs) my dress shopping and not eating enough. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. So that's it for this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Shots Thoughts and on Instagram at Shots Thoughts Pod. So with that, cheers. cheers!